rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast with Bridget Ripa helping us out on the neuro section. Bridget, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Spasticity. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about now. What is it? That's right. How would you describe it? What are we looking at? Spasticity is a type of tone. You know, there's two types of tone, hyper and hypotonic. Spasticity is velocity dependent. The biggest difference between spasticity and just tone in general is that it's velocity dependent resistance to stretch and it can lead to synergistic movement patterns. Got it. I like how you just simplified that nice and easy for the test. (laughs) Anatomy. So what's going to be involved? You're not going to see spasticity with somebody unless there's been some sort of insult to their central nervous system or their motor neurons. Typically you see flexor spasticity in the upper extremities, proximal extensors of the lower extremities, and distal flexors of the lower extremities. So kind of some of those typical patterns that you see with the neuro population. All right, say that one more time. When you see spasticity, you're typically going to see it in the flexors of the upper extremities. Got it. The proximal extensors of the lower extremities and the distal flexors of the lower extremities. Got it. I just always like to say those things twice so I can picture it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Differential diagnosis. What else could this be? Is there a differential diagnosis for spasticity? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is to go back to what we just talked about, about how tone and spasticity, while they're similar, they're different based on velocity. So spasticity is velocity dependent versus tone is not. And then you could also just see something presenting like spasticity that's really just decreased muscle flexibility, or even in some of your multi-trauma patients or really anxious, fearful of movement patients, you could see just muscle guarding that could kind of present like tone. But that red flag is going to be velocity. Absolutely. Special tests. Now, how do you prove it or disprove it? I'm guessing some sort of test with velocity. Yes, you would be correct. (laughs) Yes. The modified Ashworth is always going to be your gold standard for measuring spasticity. And so not only are you going to be able to tell if spasticity is present, but you're also going to be able to grade it so you can know how severe it is. That scales from zero to four. Treatment examples. What does a PT do about it? How are you working with someone who's presenting with spasticity? Early intervention is huge. Anytime you notice spasticity with your patient early on, you want to immediately start shifting your focus to positioning, splinting if necessary, bracing, passive stretching and range of motion. And then if you are already seeing some really significant or severe effects of spasticity when you meet your patient, serial casting is always an option for the more serious cases. There's also the medication side of things. So working with provider um, and telling them what you're seeing with your patient, because chances are you're going to be the one that sees it more than the doctor does. So whether that's oral medications, you know, Botox injections, even a baclofen pump, for some of the more really chronic patients. And then sometimes surgery is an option if it's really gotten to a point where, you know, range of motion is significantly impaired. Here's your example question. How is it going to present itself on the NPTE? What will this show up like? Questions will probably be about either identifying spasticity or um, the best way to treat it. So a sample question could be about a patient who incurred a right CVA who's a month out and they're demonstrating moderate spasticity in their left upper extremity, demonstrating predominantly increased flexor tone. The major problem at this point is the lack of voluntary movement control. Uh, There's active 
movement, but it's minimal, and the patient has a quarter of an inch subluxation of the shoulder. So the initial treatment activity of greatest benefit is something where the patient is sitting, weight-bearing on the extended left upper extremity, and weight-shifting. What is the greatest benefit? So your options might all be great, <laughs> but what is going to be the best? Right. And that's the way to focus on things. Absolutely. You might look at all your, all your answers and say, well, I would do any of these with my patient, but you really want to go with kind of what the evidence is, what the gold standards are, and, and, and what the test really wants you to pick. And again, the, the recommendation, the red flag is go with the best. Don't go mm -hmm. with the, they're not trying to trick you here. They, they literally want mm -hmm. to see if you are focusing on the best answer. Exactly. NPTE Study Cast, brewed by the PT Pinecast. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com.